All right, thank you so much. Don't that just have the great beat that makes you just want to move your feet? You know, uh, uh, from my disco days, I, I had to make sure I got down here, otherwise I'd start bebopping around this morning. You know, it's a little, woo, baby. You know, I love everything about that song, except the words. I love everything about that song, except the words and the words that, and the theology of that song, you know. I'm bulletproof. What in the world do they mean by that? How in the world does that go? I get a magazine called Voice of the Martyrs, and I was reading a story about a guy who took his wife on the mission field, and she lost her life. Matter of fact, I think his second wife lost her life. What are we saying? You're bulletproof? What does that say to the Christians that several of the New Testament books were written to who were being persecuted? I love that song. Except for the words, except for the theology, and except for the fact that it's supposed to be a Christian song. Never said the name God once. Never said Jesus. Never said Lord. It was just you, 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 your. Matter of fact, the one name of God that was up there, the great I am, the guy writing the song used to refer to himself, I am bulletproof. And as I began to pray for today, I wanted to say to you today so very easily that there's an awful, it's hard to find a good Christian song. It really is. It's hard to find good Christian words. I want you to pay attention to that. I want you to make sure you're not falling into something I've fallen into and everybody here has fallen into. We start to make Christianity all around us. Now, folks, there's nothing wrong with praying to God for what you need. I'm not saying that. But so very subtly, I've fallen into you, fallen into you. As I sense what the Lord was saying, I was preparing another message. He says, Evan, the attention is everywhere but on the one who deserves it. And that's why the title of the message is, Can I Have Your Attention, Please? That's what I sense the Lord saying. There's nothing wrong with prayer. It's all good. Nothing wrong with looking for a job. Nothing wrong with all the different things we do. But so very easily, we can become the center of Christianity. When our God deserves all the honor, glory, and power, all that is due his name. And if somehow he would help me here to communicate that to you, I would be eternally grateful to the Lord. In your notes, all about us. All about us, the top of your notes. Pull out your smartphone right in there too. Go to the Bible app, you can pull it up there also. It's a very subtle move where we start making everything about us. And in Christianity, the worst direction a Christian can go is self. When your Christianity revolves around self, you and everything that you need and everything you're thinking about and everything for your kids and everything, you don't have the power that comes when we live for somebody else other than ourselves because that's the power that came through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. He came not for himself. Has it so... You know, you know the thing about a spoiled kid is they don't often know they're spoiled. They don't even think that they're spoiled. So would you possibly just open your mind just a little bit today and say, hey, have I made Christianity about everything about me? In your notes, number one, would let's turn our attention to the names of God. If you noticed, a lot of what we were talking about today had to do with the names. Everybody here, your name means something. When you named your kids, you named them something. My firstborn son, uh, son, his name is Joshua, son of none. Ali, they left that out of the Bible. And our purpose and our intent and our minds that we thought about is let's have him bring people to the Lord. And though he has struggled at times, my son has invited more people and brought people to the Lord. People that are here, Sid Rose and his family. My daughter Daniela, after, after the prophet Daniel, to be strong and to be bullheaded. And, and, oh, I didn't mean that, Daniela. I mean, she's strong, <laughs> strong in her faith. 
And she is a Daniel, my daughter Elizabeth, after the Elizabeth, the woman of faith that carried John the Baptist. That's why we had a purpose and intent. When you came in today, I hope that you got one of the uh, bookmarks with the names of God on it. It's not given to us just this time so that we could make sure all those names of God are things that he's doing for us. It's on the back is, is the answers to him. It's because of who he is. Take a look at it. I have a couple of them in your notes there. Jehovah Jireh. Now, I know lots of times we pray then and say, Lord, will you provide for me? But how about just worshiping him because he's the provider? For everything that takes place and everything on this planet, God is our provider. How about El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty? He's not a little mighty. He's almighty. And as we think about that, maybe we'll move on to that. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. You know, blessed are the peacemakers. They'll inherit the, the earth, but they're like God. God, why don't we just worship you? You're the God of peace. You're, you're the God that one day, blessed are the peacemakers. And that will be our inheritance. And how about Adonai, Lord and Master? You know the cool thing about Adonai, Lord and Master? According to the Bible, there will be people in eternity where every knee will bow and will know he's Lord and Master, whether you worshiped him on this side or not. He is Adonai. And the last one is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who, uh, that heals. Why don't we just worship him as the Lord who heals? Why don't we just take, I, I know that we pray this over each other and we're going to anoint Kathy with oil at the end of service today for a healing, but how about thinking about the Lord who one day will create a new heaven and a new earth and there will be no more crying. Pain will be pushed out. Old age and spare tires. No more dieting. Yeah. Folks, sometimes we worship God in his names because of what we're going to get out of it. And all of his names means, my name is Richard Evan Nunnally. In case you didn't know, my first name's Richard. My mom and dad, they call everybody by their middle names. I don't know, I'm just their kid. I don't tell my parents what to do. Richard, after my dad. Evan, after my grandpa's name. His name was Evans with an S. They dropped the S. Nunnally, after our Scotch-Irish ancestry. It all means something. God's names mean something. Passage of Scripture. Not to us, Lord. This is the first passage that came to my mind as I prepared this. Not to Evan. And it had to be said twice. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name. The name of who you are and who you are. You deserve honor and glory. And I just asked myself a question. How, how do we do in that? How are we doing at worship? How are we doing today during the music? Not to, to your name be glory because of your love and your faithfulness. Here's a little demonstration of God's love. Because of his love, there's not one person here who has to spend eternity separated from God. Not one person here has to. Because of his faithfulness, from the moment that man fell in the book of Genesis in the third chapter and sin entered the world, God has remained faithful to his promises and his covenant. He's faithful when we are not faithful. Let's turn our attention away from our name and give glory and honor as it describes our God, for he is loving and he is faithful. Number two, let's turn our attention to the uniqueness of God. Now how, do you, how do you see the uniqueness of God? How do you look at a couple different ways? I just 
Run the faces of all that you've ever seen through your mind. Some of the people you remember from grade school and some you want to forget. The bullies and the kids you play sports with. I just hooked with some guy I played football with in grade school and I intended to invite him to VIP. Went to school with Brian O'Donnell. I'm sorry, it's Brian O'Donnell's... Um, he went to school with me in grade school. Brian O'Donnell's nephew. He got a cell phone. Names of people. How many names and how many faces have you seen at a concert? Or in a stadium? How many people have you seen performing? All of the people that you know it's quite unique and amazing the difference that is in all mankind. The uniqueness that everyone, I have I have twin sisters. They're as different as day and night, eh, sis? They're different. God in his uniqueness, all of the faces, all the people, all the differences, all the personalities. God is unique because he's the creator of all of it. Look at Psalm 29, verse 1 and 2. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Look at the word ascribe. I have the definition of it there. It means to give credit to. Ascribe, give credit to. Give credit to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Every heavenly being above the earth, every star, every solar system, Give glory and honor to the Lord. Glory and strength. Ascribe or give credit to the Lord. The glory do his name. This is a constant ongoing. We're seeing the names of God. We have the names of God. It lets us know who he is. Not so much so we can get what we need from him. I understand that. But so that we could worship him and give the glory do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Turn your attention to the names of God, to the uniqueness of God. That word glory there, it give glory to his holiness. You know, there's a lot of different things you can say. You know, I, I, I love to define holiness as separate and set apart, and that's what God is, but he's also different. When you live holy, you're different. God is different. Think about every other religion you know in the world, and, think, and you research, and you'll find out that it was man trying to reach up to God, man trying to do something for God. And the uniqueness about our holy God, he didn't wait for us to reach up. To him, he reached down to us. While we were sinners, the scripture says, he gave his son, Jesus Christ. While we were sinners, he, he is a unique God. Give him glory. He, he, imagine the strength that he has according to this picture. You ever think about it? I, I have a friend who just had open heart surgery. And uh, when they opened him up, I didn't ask him this question, but I think I know the answer. Uh, did the doctors find a power source inside of him? Was there a 9-volt battery in there? Was there a 12-volt battery in there? Was there a lithium battery? How in the world is it that his heart is pumping and electricity is going through his nervous system? We did a little study here a little bit ago. Uh, the, the energy in a person is almost enough to power a 25-watt light bulb. You know, Uncle Fester, he wasn't far off, was he? <laughs> Folks, do you know why man has breath and everything moves the way it does and creates? Because of God's strength. Because of his strength, not because of ours. We don't take another breath unless he gives us permission to do it. Let's turn away from self and all of our needs and all of our problems. I get that, but give God the, his due. That's as I look at these passages of Scripture. You know, Sometimes you want to get a glimpse of God, like a good book to turn to is the book of Ezekiel. Turn to the book of Ezekiel and see how freaky weird that is. You open up and you look into the throne room of God, and there's some beings there. Woo! 
And it just declares the glory of God. Sometimes you can open the scripture and take a look at that. God is unique. Be careful. Don't create him in your image. Don't think that God has done something unjust and unfair according to your standard. God is God. Do not create him in your own image. It's something that we so very easily can do. God is unique. Let's pay attention to how unique he is. He's the Father. He's the Son. He's the Holy Spirit. He's this triune God in one person describing and letting everybody know relationship is what counts in my faith. In my family, God says relationship is important. Turn your attention to the names of God. Turn your attention to the uniqueness of God and turn to, the God, to God and talk to him directly. Kind of sounds a little silly, doesn't it? Turn to God and talk to him directly. You ever been in a room? People are talking. People are talking about you. And you're standing right there. Like, hey, everybody, I'm right here. Y'all talking about me. I'm right here. You know, sometimes we talk about God and not to him. I find it quite almost humorous, Psalm 66. We'll break it down a little bit, verse 3. Say to God. Say to God. Talk to God. Talk directly to him. How awesome are your deeds. Have you been so busy with all the worries? and Have you slowed down? Uh, isn't it interesting to, to take a look and to see the power of God and say how awesome you are? Look, at so great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. I have two picture words that come from the Scripture. It talks about the power of God. The, the first one is from the book of Genesis. God takes man and forms him out of the dust of the earth and he, he breathes. He breathes into this dirt and it becomes a living being but the passage says that your enemies cringe before you 2 Thessalonians 2.8 talking about the lawless one that will come the most powerful man the antichrist that will come and the scripture says that the Lord Jesus Christ will do away with him by the power of his breath <sighs> that's enough your enemies cringe before your power. Does not our God deserve to be worshipped and our attention turned toward him? Sometimes we make it so much about us. Verse 4, all the earth, that's, that's the planet that you live on, all the earth bows down to you. The earth does what, what God enables. Flowers bloom and flowers fade away. They sing praises to you. They sing the praise of your name. The names of God. Creation in this greatest sense sings. Whatever the seasons come and go, whenever the, there's a hurricane coming, and you think about the power of God, and you think about the you get inside one of those, you get close to one of those, you're going to watch some reporter hanging onto a pole, horizontal, talking about the power of the wind. They can't even walk. Sometimes God's power shows up. Have you told them how awesome you are? Have you taken a look and seen that all of the earth sings this praise and this unity and what happens? We're the only planet where there's life. All the earth bows down to you. Hey, write this down. Bombardier beetle. Write, Dave, I said write it down. Write down bombardier beetle. Your wife gave you a pen. You need to YouTube bombardier beetle. Any of you here know what a bombardier beetle is? A bombardier beetle is a half-inch long beetle. 
It has this defense system that just about paralyzes or kills any animal in and around it, no matter what size it is, and it can sting and it can hurt a human being. It sprays this hot, noxious chemical. I believe one of the chemicals that it sprayed mixed in these different chambers, it was, I think it was hydrogen peroxide. But they did this slow motion look at this beetle. It has two chambers in it. YouTube this. You watch the first three videos. It's, it's amazing. It shoots this gas out. It's from one chamber to this chamber, puts them together, this little flame, this little toxic, boom, and it kills them all, and it comes out its butt. <laughs> I'm not lying. I mean, somebody you know has had bad gas. How's that for bad gas? And I watched a, a, a video where a frog zapped up the bombardier beetle. And, and the thing they said you could hear, because it, it, whenever he does this, it pops. Just a little pop, just a little flame. It's like a uh, flying dragon in miniature size. And, and, he, and they popped and popped and popped. And about an hour, the frog spit up the bombardier beetle, and they both went on their way. Your God created that. Amazing. Amazing. You guys are all going to shut down YouTube today. I'm sure you're going to crash it. Don't be looking it up now. <laughs> How did creation get to the place where it said, well, I got one chamber in this little half-inch beetle and another aim, and boom. And we could talk about a lot of different things, right? Mankind, the human body, amazing things that people give credit to, some type of evolution. How could that be, folks? Let's talk to God and say to him, you're awesome, Recall his great works, his creation. Recall what he's done for you in the past. Note it, write it down. I have a friend I'm working with, and uh, every Friday uh, he says uh, from now on he's not going to ask God for a single thing on Friday. He's going to use Friday, thank God it's Friday, to thank God all day long and not ask for a thing. That's a pretty good idea. God deserves our honor and glory. Let's turn our attention, number four, to God and pay him tribute. One of the things that I really struggle with tremendously is the statues that they are creating for sports figures and putting outside stadiums while they're alive. I have enough time when they're dead. The statues to pay tribute to these men and women, people who have helped their sports team do something. In the passage of Scripture, Psalm 96, verse 8 and 9 says, Here it is, ascribe to the Lord. Give credit to the Lord, the glory due His name. That's why the songs today were about the names of God. Bring an offering. That is the word. You see it there in your notes? That's the word for a tribute. Bring a tribute. Bring a tribute to God. Come into his courts. Come close to him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Turn our attention to God and pay him tribute. Now, what's the word tribute? It can mean a couple different things. When you, this morning turn your attention from your problems and you worshiped him, you paid him tribute. For all of those who were greeting and ushering, they served and paid tribute. To, to uh, those that are downstairs and, and, and our children's ministry and those who are parking, those people offered up a tribute, an offering to the Lord. Offerings come in a lot of different ways. These people, statutes, pay a tribute to them. We pay tribute to our Lord. There are several different ways you can pay tribute to and an offering doesn't always have to be money, but the Scripture doesn't shy away from it. The Scripture teaches that we are allowed, with the strength that God has given us, 
to produce wealth. And the Bible doesn't talk about us about giving a tithe or giving a tenth to the Lord. It talks about us returning the first tenth of all we have to the Lord because he gives it to us and we return it back. You see, if he is God Almighty, then he makes the decisions. I don't decide what I give. I have this great theologian. His name is Ernie Phillips. Great theologian. Said something a couple years back, just hasn't lost my mind. He said, quote, the last thing to get saved on a person is their wallet, unquote. There's some great theologians out and around there. We need to pay God the tribute that's due his name, a personal tribute. What has God done for you personally that you've paid him tribute to? You've given him honor and glory. Worship that's turning my attention away from me towards Jesus. I'm just concerned as I, uh, and as I sense the Lord laid on my heart that we might have started to make Christianity center around us and not around the Lord Jesus Christ. That word worship there is interesting. I have in your notes that we worship with the best of them. We have the privilege of worshiping. Other beings do not. And when I open up the scripture and I get into God's throne room, the mystery of the beings that are worshiping there, the scripture says we get to worship too. Look at, two, look at Revelation 4, 9 through 11. Let's look at two beings that are in there worshiping in the throne room, whatever Whenever the living creatures, that's the first being. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne who lives forever and ever, here's the other creatures. The 24 elders fall down before him who sit on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and they're going to say to God. And anything that you and I have ever accomplished, any crown that we ever had every day, we ought to, think, we ought to just lay it at his feet. Whatever I did, whatever I accomplished, whatever I did, I laid at your feet. And they're going to be laid at his feet in eternity. The 24 elders and the living creatures, which may be from Ezekiel, don't quote me on that. It's just crazy. And they say, verse 11, you are worthy. Now, don't you agree? You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. There's a lot of people in the world who have honor, glory, and power, but... He is worthy of it to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they were created and they have their being. Every being, every individual, every different thing has its being according to God's will. In your notes, I just last thing this asked, let's give a lot more attention to our God than we have been. Let's turn a little bit more away from what we've done for ourselves. And I get it. It's okay to pray. It's okay to look for a job. It's okay. I get that. But sometimes that's all that consumes us. And our God deserves better. Our God deserves attention. He's asking you, don't you think, please, don't I, can't I get a little attention here some time? Ask yourself during your waking hours, how much of your thought is towards how awesome God is during our waking hours. How much time do we give? How much do we say, you're amazing? Or is it more about me? Jesus this, Jesus I need that, Jesus I need that. You know, I, I turned the radio on last night, heard another song, and the entire song sung by this lady was all about her, what God is doing in her and her and her and me. Man, it's hard to find worship music that worships God for who he is. Trust and obey. 
For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Now that's some theology. And that's not prosperity theology. Let's give God the tribute that's due his name. You and I, I'm guilty of this. Scripture tells us, just be still. You ever tell your kid that? Be still. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and recognize that I am God. Be still and worship that I am God. We had begun at this church a couple months ago to think, what could we do to honor the Lord and to reach your friends, your family, the people that you would want to invite to this church? What could we do that would bring honor and glory to the Lord that would say, we love you, we trust you, I'm not afraid to say the name of Jesus in public. I hope you're not. Are you afraid to say Jesus? Are you afraid to say I love Jesus? I'm a follower of Jesus. People are going to look at you weird. You're weird. We began to think, what could we do? That's why our churches are doing DQ Sunday. I know you guys like ice cream. That's okay. We didn't do this for you. We did this for your friends. We did it so you could take an invitation and say, I got a weird church I go to. We're having ice cream. And when you leave here today, you're going to get a sticker that you can put on your car that says, DQ, don't quit. The message would be, hopefully, one that would be uplifting to your friends. Don't quit. We wanted to honor the Lord Jesus Christ by saying, we love you, we trust you, we've done, and then we know that you died to build your kingdom. Let's build your kingdom by bringing our friends and family to come to know who you are. In your notes there, I have the name of God, and it's defined as God of salvation. This was a new one to me as I was doing some research, and I, I saw how it's pronounced. It's pronounced Elohi Tishuathi. Elohi Tishuathi, God of my salvation. The God who saves. The God who wants to save your friend and my friend, our family. I think that the greatest gift that we could give in this month and on the 15th and then for a VIP, we're going to tell your friends that you will bring your family you're very important to Jesus Christ. So important that he gave his life for you. You'll invite them here. We'll have some spaghetti and meatballs and they'll hear the gospel message presented, I hope, at the Lord's help in a very clear and maybe a little bit humorous. We want them to understand church can be a great place to be with a bunch of great people. But we want all the attention to go towards our God. Remember, Jesus told the parable, if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one wanders off. Does not the shepherd leave the 99, all of us, and go after the one? Let's honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's not be ashamed of him in his name. Let's invite those who can come and hear and understand. We created these two things so that you can say, Lord, can we just save one more? Some of you saw the movie Hacksaw Ridge. Says, if you want to put that up there for me. The movie Hacksaw Ridge. It's a tough movie to watch, there's no doubt about it. True story about Desmond Doss. He was in Okinawa during the uh, Second World War. It was one of the bloodiest battles they had all during World War II. He's the only American soldier to fight on the front lines without a weapon. He refused. He said he believed the war was justified, but killing was wrong in his eyes, and he couldn't do it. So he entered as an army medic. And he single-handedly evacuated wounded people, wounded men, soldiers, even, even those above him from behind enemy lines. If you saw the movie, he braved uh, 
uh, he was shot at, wounded by a sniper. A grenade blew up near him, and that, that wounded him. The man saved 75 people without ever carrying a gun and without ever firing a shot. And his constant... He, he, the first... The first conscientious objector to receive the Congressional Medal of Honor and his constant prayer, if you see the movie, was, Lord, help me save just one more. Couldn't we all just say that? Couldn't that be our prayer? Lord, help me just save one more. Help me bring one more. What a prayer. Seventy-five men. We ask, Lord, today, could you help us just save one more? Could you... Is there somebody that you would pray for? I, I began praying a while ago. The Lord's already, I always have, already have reached out to three people. One who I'm pretty sure is coming, the other couple, I might have to bring at gunpoint. <laughs> Will you begin to pray for yourself? You begin to pray. When I began to pray, I didn't know any of these people, and the Lord brought them all. If you pray, the Lord wants them. Can't we, Lord, just save one more? Bow your heads with me today, Father. As we get ready to take this service and take it away from us, take it away from our interests and what we're always thinking about, Jesus, turn our focus to you. For you are worthy to receive honor and glory and power. You are the one that we look to. You are the one that we have turned to. You are, are the one that we want to make sure that we're not becoming the center of Christianity. We want to make sure that we worship you. Lord, will you help us? I, I have that sense that you are calling to me. Can I please get your attention? Lord, I hope that by your spirit, people have understood what it is you wanted to say through this unworthy vessel here today. Lord Jesus, may we bring honor and glory to you. May you be lifted high. You are worthy. Your names tell us who you are. Jesus, there's some free Christians out there. There are people that you've been working in their life. And some of our people from this church will walk up to them and invite them and they'll say, I've been thinking about going to church. And they'll about drop their jaw. <laughs> we have to fight through the fear of inviting sometimes. But you're worthy. You gave your son Jesus Christ so that we could have life. And in your love, there's not a person in this room that would never need to be separated from you. And through your faithfulness, you've kept your promises and you've kept your covenant. We are recipients of that, Lord, to help us turn our attention so that we don't become spoiled Christians, thinking only of what revolves in and around us. May we truly live for the two greatest commandments, to love the Lord our God, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors. And the standard is as we love ourselves, to think of others in need. We're asking you in Jesus' name. Amen. Roger has a couple announcements for us.